Welcome to another chapter of In the Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. This show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters, classic FPS games, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. These are the players, the developers, the streamers, the influencers. It is the will of the drowned god, Cathala, that our communities band together in her cathedral to frag and give one another into oblivion for all eternity. Alright, so we've got time for a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the interview, so I'll take the time to um, talk about a couple of things that are on my mind. Big one is we're about halfway to our goal for making the initial purchase on some In The Keep t-shirts. Uh, that would involve basically myself and Spaced, buying a bunch of them, uh, distributing them out first to obviously like Patreon subscribers and contributors to the show and everything, and people who help with the keep. And then whatever's left over after that, we'll probably sell them off, get them out there, and then if we are able to turn a profit from that, Probably reinvest that and gauge the audience to see you know, who wants them, and if that number is significant, then put them up for sale on like an online store or something. Uh, with that said, there are a few different options. Obviously, we could go through like a, a Red Bubble or a Threadless or something like that, which would be fine. It wouldn't be a huge profit margin, but it would be pretty low maintenance for us. Uh, that's possible. The other option is to do it grassroots punk rock style, like really. Uh, just do it, like buy the shirts, like I said earlier, and get that rolling. And that's probably what we're going to do because we want to make sure it has like a personal touch to it. Like you'll get it. It might be like a little thank you note or some some extra swag we got sitting around, anything like that. Um, Just wanted to keep you guys posted, especially those of you who do contribute. So with that, we'll say thanks to Dots, Moose, Larissa, Nabe, Paul, and Brand Flakes, all who have generously given to the show, thank you very much. You are all greatly appreciated. The rest of you guys out there, if you would like to support the show, obviously, Patreon, PayPal. There's also the Amazon affiliate link. Um, I know you motherfuckers buy shit on Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything extra if you just want to click on our link and then make your purchase. No muss, no fuss. Everybody wins. We get a little bit of extra. That goes everything. All donations go into production here. Um, as well as, you know, things for you. The tournaments, when we do a prize pool or anything like that, all of it comes straight out of the Keep Fund. That's the whole goal. Support the community. Also, uh, paying for servers if we have to do that. Anything that uh, costs money, we're trying to make sure that no individual is paying for it. It is community-supported by everyone. Spread it out, spread the love, all that good shit. One more note on the Amazon affiliate link while I'm thinking about it. We we are aware of the fact that people outside of the United States cannot currently use our affiliate link because it is a .com link to the U.S. and all that stuff. I know there's some Euros and some Canadians out there who perhaps use Amazon. I definitely know there's some Canadians who do, but it's got to be like a .ca. I've found a potential workaround for that so we can get a universal link, and I will be actively working on that. So those of you who do want to use it uh, will have the option. Just letting you know, uh, it's not going to be right this second, but it will be hopefully up um, pretty soon. 
For all these links, make sure you go over to inthekeep.com. That is the hub for all things in the keep. You can find our Discord, our YouTube page. Probably already found it if you're listening to the podcast. If you're listening to it audio only, thank God. But if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can also go to the website to find all of the links to all the episodes for iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever your preferred podcast app is. It's probably on there, and if it's not, we could probably sort that out for you and figure out where you can get the show to you. Um, another thing I wanted to mention about Patreon subscribers, I can I can give Patreon subscribers the episode early. There's a few different ways to do that. Uh, I could just drop the MP3 in there for you guys, and you know, so if you are a subscriber, you will then receive the MP3 to the podcast before everyone else. I'm not going to say how much earlier because it really comes down to sometimes like when do I finish editing it. But as soon as that is possible, I can give that to Patreon subscribers, and I'd really like to do that. But I'd like some feedback on what you guys want. In terms of, do you just want an MP3? Do you want an unlisted YouTube video? Uh, what What is your preferred method? Uh, feedback, greatly appreciated on that. All that said, let's get into this interview. Uh, it's a very special one to me. This is Loktar. He has returned. Uh, the last time we spoke with him was, I believe, back in like March? I'm not sure. Like episode, single digit episode, for sure. And... He, at that point in time, had been kind of retired from Quake. He wasn't really playing Quake competitively anymore, and I don't want to take credit for it, but it definitely uh, pushed him to give it another go, get back in there, do it for us, and lo and behold, he did go to QH Land 2019, and he won duels, and he'd never done that before. As amazing of a you know legendary Quake player as Loktar always has been, He'd never taken the W at QH Land, and this year it happened, and it's a miracle, and it's really inspiring, and I just wanted to touch base with him, see how he's doing, see how he felt, uh, get a gauge on you know what his trajectory is now, if he's going to be involved uh, still in the community and everything, and all those questions I think we got answers to. So, without any further ado, let's get in the keep with Loktar. Loktar, you fucking, hey. you won. I won. I did it. At I least in one one. I was so excited, like, because I didn't get to watch it. I was working the whole weekend of QH Land, and mm-hmm. I didn't get to see it until like you texted me like like Sunday or Monday, saying like, "Dude, I won!" And I had to go back and watch it all really fast because I thought I was going to talk to you like the next day. So I I stayed up till like four in the morning watching ah, you watching did. your match. What a trooper! Uh, nice. I mean, I wanted to because it was awesome. Yeah. And so, what do you think about the matches then? So, <laughs> one of the one of the things that really came to mind was I, I could kind of see it starting, sort of in the corner finals and definitely in the semifinals against uh, Blood Dog. Mm-hmm. I I kind of saw something switch with you, like you kind of started playing at a different level at that point. I think it was on DM Four, which is your map, but just yeah. it, something clicked in that match where you're like you just started hitting everything. Your LG was so on point, and he couldn't really get a footing in the door uh, after a bit, because at first it seemed like he was kind of, kind of putting it, mm-hmm. put it up a really good fight. And I was impressed with, cause I like blood dog too, man. He actually won mm-hmm. our quick world tournament recently. Yeah. I, saw but, that. I don't know if he was sleep deprived or if you're just the best or what, but I mean, uh, 
I don't know. It was so weird because I told you in the other interview that we did, they're going to play the whole of August. Mm-hmm. And I almost did. I, I think I played like at least 14 of those days, maybe. And I was like an hour or so. And I was like, it's so hard to find the motivations. And you're like, you, you're getting beat up by people online that you usually beat. And of course, you win 95% of the games, but still you're not putting up the the the, the same skill that you want to show show everyone. So, and uh, I was like, and the, like last week before the Jewish uh, land, I was in in Finland at my girlfriend's place mm-hmm. and uh, did not practice for a whole week, and then just went home, played the the Wednesday and the Thursday went to the land, and I was like, okay, this is it's gonna be what it's gonna be. I'm not, I don't have, have any pressure on myself. But when I started playing there, it was it was like getting back to me more and more because I got these hours behind the wheel, so to say. I think uh, yeah, I played like at least five, six hours a day or something like that. So, And it felt not that good in the beginning. But as you mentioned, it's the more the tournament went and the harder the, uh, the opponents were, the, the higher I could like, put the bar. So it felt like it yeah, felt really, really good in the, like the last, yeah, the five, last three, four games was, felt better and better. Something that really kind of caught my interest with that was I knew you weren't going to practice as much as the other guys did. I knew that you were going to start like maybe a month or two out and, and just kind of like get your feet wet and then work your way up to it. But a lot Mm -hmm. of people talk about quality of practice over quantity of practice. So some, some of these guys may have just been trying to get as many matches as they possibly could. Whereas, I mean, first of all, all of you guys have years of experience, so it's just a matter of getting back on the bicycle, I would assume. Yeah. But yeah. Did I expect you to win? I mean, I, I love you, man. I didn't know. Uh, I, did, I did not think I would win. Yeah, yeah. BPS. I thought BPS would win. Uh, maybe some other guys. I mean, Blood Dog is also a very good opponent, and uh, I don't know how much he has been playing, but I know that I have not been playing for one and a half years. But what I do have is the routine, and uh, and I think when you have the routine uh, and you're, you're um, when you're playing like at, the, at this level, it's so hard to. Uh, how can how can I say it? Because you you want to play in a certain style, but your uh, actions won't allow you because you don't have definitive feeling when you play, and it's very frustrating to play. But eventually, when you start playing more and more, everything goes comes slowly back to you, and it's you can when you can feel that your shaft is really on point and your um, your spine movements is like accurate. Then it's really really fun to play, and uh, I can really feel it's like the, yeah, as you said, three four last games was perfect and it was so strange because it was like i think the final was played around 3 4 a.m in the morning so it i was tired but i could really feel the like the quaker blood boiling in my veins almost so a, it was uh, it was a pleasure to play another part of it that i kind of analyzed or saw unfold is that you know typically you're super aggressive and really really fast and then at, at that point where you face blood dog and then you move into bps it seemed like you kind of you started to change your pace. You you got comfortable. Yeah. Like you, not, I don't even want to say you got comfortable because obviously the edge was on and everything was on fire. I'm assuming, but it, it's like you you found a groove and then you were able to mm-hmm. like be in that zen space to just okay. Now I will yeah. change my pace up a bit. I can you can trick people like that, and that's what I don't think anyone ever expects you to do that. <laughs> Is they just like no, exactly. Yeah, it's so it's so. Um... It's funny how, how things pan out because 
Blood Dog and BPS is two different have two different play styles. Mm-hmm. I've played BPS plenty of times, and uh, I played Blood Dog also. But uh, I was in the end, I was more worried about BPS. Blood Dog, I knew that he is really good at CTN. But uh, yeah, the uh, BPS, the final game versus BPS, we pick, he picked D in six, and I was like, this can go either way. But uh, I got, I think I got a better spawn, and I got some early kills. Yeah. And I think I got into his head because he got frustrated and, and flooded me somehow. And I, when he flooded me, I got like, I, my aim was better and better. I mean, at the end of the game, it felt like even if he had a high stack, I could always do much more damage than he could do on me. And that, I think that, that DM6, DM6 really uh, put a needle in his ass throughout all these, uh, these games because he, he is really good. But... I, I think I got under his skin there, so yeah, good for me. <laughs> DM6 is my favorite map in Quick World, and mm-hmm. the last time that we spoke, I really didn't have much experience in that. Like since we spoke, you and uh, Messiah and BPS really inspired me to like deep dive into the game, and I played a shit ton. DM6 mm-hmm. is by far my favorite map, and yeah. I remembered as I was watching it, you saying like the first thing you need to do on DM6 is get the LG, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what you did. You played perfectly to what you told me how your strategy was on that map. And it paid off, mm-hmm. man. Like, yeah, I mean, get the LG and try to time red armor as much as possible. And you don't want, yeah, you, as if when you have the red armor timings, you can just take the red and go try to do some, as much damage as possible, and then just go back and grab it again. So that is, and of course, LG is the main thing because the enemy can't do much if he has not the LG. He can try to spam in rockets, and some people are really good at spamming in like spam rockets. To kill you but then they then they need to land him also and he did not do that that game well for instance um arawak has a shit ton of rockets and you're going to see a lot more <laughs> rockets in arawak whereas dm6 doesn't have as many there's like what two three packs of rockets period you, you don't have as many yeah. to work with to spam so you have to be exactly able, yeah the rockets are very important on dm6 you don't want to especially when you're in control the only thing that can really hurt you if the enemy doesn't have any lg is those spams rockets and that is what he should have exploded more. My, my, because I don't want to spam too many rockets to waste my rockets. Because in the fights, I need the rockets to finish him off or, or uh, try to kill him some, some way. So I need to save my rockets while he can just spam them out. But he was, I think he was a little bit in a panic mode because I was up in some minor frags and he, I think it was maybe three, four minutes left. He had to do, make something happen. And uh, yeah, it was hard for him that game. So what, what do you think gave you the edge ultimately? Like why, why you and not BPS? I'm still asking myself that question because he has been playing flawlessly this tournament also. Uh, and I think in the end, I mean, tournament-wise, I have not lost that many. I mean, I, I don't know how many games I've won versus him in tournaments. Like, it feels like I have the the upper edge all, all, every time it's like a tournament or whatever. And uh, it was strange because I was not that tired even though the time was pretty late. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's hard. I think it was DMC's game that that, that gave me the the upper hand. He cannot live deliver. Yeah, BPS. My analysis of his style is that like he he's very dynamic. Like he he can really he's unpredictable in that he can really play any style at any given mm-hmm. point. Like I was saying earlier about you, how you started slowing down your pace. He can do that on the fly at any in any match. I've seen him multiple times do that to players where 
go really fast and then he'll slow it down and bring it back a little bit and make you think he's still going to attack and then you get comfortable and then mm-hmm. he comes in changes it again uh so you almost like played his own card against him especially on dm6 it's like i don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah i mean dm6 is fun in that way because if you, i got the better spawn i think i got the better spawn at least and uh, if you can somehow keep it and i and because i trusted my aim so so badly that game that was, was like I knew that if I have the shaft, he won't be able to kill me. That, that always, that was almost the feeling I had all the time, and I, I, I could almost sense that he had, he had too much respect for my shaft also, and it, it was, it was, it was a nice feeling because I could feel that he would get, was getting frustrated, and I think that he, he thought that DMC is gonna be his, his game. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So he had to yeah. respect your shaft. I got it. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yes so how, how was the how was the weekend though like did you enjoy it have a good time seeing everybody getting together with yeah folks? it was i had my uh, girlfriend with me so uh, it was nice to have someone rub your back while playing and bringing you all the diet cokes and so on uh so it was pretty nice in that regard uh, but the meeting like paradox i've not uh, seen him in many many years and he, him actually playing also I mean, we saw Dev there, uh, the Brazilian, and with Bloodhog, of course. I mean, I mean Ceylon, who has organized the, the thing. So it was, I mean, many people, and the new Quakers that I've, that I've seen on the servers in August when playing them, they were there also. So it was, yeah, it was, I think it was uh, uh, not maybe the highest standard because we, I think we was like in, I don't know if it was some kind of dining hall or some school or whatever it was. In. Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, it's always the people there that makes the, Devon worthwhile. Yeah, one thing that I really enjoyed about the the stream was that Jahar or whoever mm-hmm. was wiring up the cameras had like the crowd camera and the camera of the land. And there's so many times where specifically it's like you can see a crowd of people and then you just like kind of walk into the screen and you just looked excited, man. You just looked happy, and it'll just, you're like <laughs> bouncing. And I, I really enjoyed seeing yeah. that, man. And I, yeah, I like I mean, to uh, go ahead. You talk. <laughs> I mean, Jihar and uh, uh, Krista, they are, I mean, they're pros at what they're doing. So it's what's always gives you an extra boost when it's pro- professional coverage of everything. I mean, that is always fun to, to, to watch uh, and have, like, uh, in the history books. I mean, they are covering everything. Without them, there would be, like, some uh, files on a computer somewhere that and maybe, I don't know, a uh, forum post on QE.new. Uh, so it was, so them being there is, I mean, Everyone think it's uh, amazing with interviews and in-depth analysis and the funny moments with uh, the player castings and so on. So it's yeah, of course that is gives everyone an extra boost. I think it really felt like a family, like especially at the end when you guys were dueling because Rose was on with Jahar mm-hmm. and, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is really interesting because you know husband and wife team doing. I don't know if I could do that. I don't think I could work with my wife like that. <laughs> she probably Have you tried me. it? No, I mean, yeah. I, I should try it, but. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Might be at the end of the relationship. But at least, at least, like Rose is into Quake. My wife would be like, "Yeah, uh, what? What did he just do there? It, he shot him with a thingy. Like, it'd, be, it'd probably be funny." <laughs> yeah, it's fun because my my girlfriend has no experience yeah. about FPS games or anything computer games, like not not at all. But he was actually, she was actually, he was actually, <laughs> she was actually sitting. <laughs> I, I'm not like that, but I don't have any problems. Again. So yeah. She was <laughs> she was sitting beside me and was actually nervous during the games. So she was like almost biting her nails. So it's, it was cool to watch. So I think if you only 
it, I mean, of course, she she uh, knows the basics of the games and so on. But uh, yeah, I think she 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 told me that she had a lot of fun and thought it was ex exciting, even though she doesn't understand the maps and how much damage the weapons does. But she can feel the the tension in the air and everyone sharing when uh, nice frags happen and so on. So I think she and I know that she enjoyed it. That's cool, man. And then yeah. I guess were were you and BPS actually playing to see who get, had to drive home? Was that actually a thing? <laughs> uh, so the thing is, on the way on our way to the land, uh, BPS drove the first bit, and I drove the middle bit, and my girlfriend drove the last bit. Uh, so me and BPS, we were drinking beers while she was driving. That was not that much appreciated, but she uh, she was a trooper and like that with it. So thank you. My dear girlfriend, if you see this, thank you. Uh, uh, so we, and I told her that I will drive the way home, and I did not drive the whole way, but I drive a lot of the way. Okay. So, but we didn't have any any games towards who was gonna do the driving. That's, we split it up. That's fair. Yeah. <sighs> do you do you think there will ever become a point in QH land where they start to play the newer maps like Skull and and such, Shifter? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, uh, in the end, it's the players is going to decide if new maps is going to be involved. And uh, I think at QH Land, you can sign this paper which map we would prefer, the regular TB5 or the uh, extended map pool. And I have not played extended, uh, so I picked the normal TB5. Then. But yeah, of course, uh, it's always the player who will decide. And yeah, I mean, why not? I have played some of them, uh, and I think they're pretty good maps. But it's hard for them when the old players come back and they see these new maps. It's not going to motivate them to play more because, yeah, you really need to dig, dig into a map if you really want to uh, know how to play it. And yeah, it is can be hard for them maybe. When we did our uh, American Duel tournament, we put it up to vote. We just basically said like, here's a list of all the current dual maps, and then. We'll literally pick them in order by who picks them. And it was like overwhelmingly all newer maps and DM2 mm -hmm. was dead last picked. And I was really surprised, uh, but mm -hmm. that's what we did. And then DM2, we, we are allowed, like if you want to pick DM2 in the finals, by all means go ahead. But like no one did. And it was very heavily played on, you know, Skull, ZTN, Arrowwalk, I think was the first choice of everyone. And then uh, Shifter was pretty high in the list. It was pretty interesting. And I don't know. I, I love all the old maps except for DM2, but that's just neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, uh, was it a lot of new players that signed up in that tournament? Uh, relatively, or you know. It, re okay. None of them are, you know, OG pros like you, except for, you know, BPS and a couple others that had joined the tournament were kind of like had been playing for quite quite a number of years. But okay. it wasn't, you know, it's obviously not you guys because you, you guys don't live in America, so. No. <laughs> yeah, because right. I think if, if it's a lot of new players or half new, of course, I think they are more easily attracted to new maps because all the old maps, the old players are so good at it. It's hard. It's like a uphill battle to yeah. play versus the old, all this. So, yeah, that might be one of the reasons. I feel like DM2 gets grandfathered in because it's an original map. People love it and they've yeah. played it for so many years. But I theorize if DM2 never existed, and we released that map today. Like I just made a brand new map, and you're like, "This is it." Nobody mm -hmm. would pick that fucking map for duels, man. I, I think I don't think even I would pick that map. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 
I, I cannot say that I dislike DM2 because I've played it since yeah. I was born almost. But yeah, if that map was created today, I don't think I would enjoy it. Because, yeah, because all new maps, I'm like always like this in the beginning. But then after a while, when everyone plays it, you're like, yeah, you have to play, the, play this because yeah, where else are we not winning the tournament? So you have to put in the effort. So, yeah. I really like Skull because it's one of the only dual maps to where you can actually be knocked out of bounds. And that's yeah. a, a really interesting new dynamic that you see. And also, there's you know verticality. There's so many ways to jump around and kind of get the drop on your opponent and everything. I, I very much enjoy that map. I like the red armor placement. I like how you... If you go for Mega, it's wide open, whereas a lot of, you know, to take DM4, for example, Mega is like in this room that you better, you better not go in there because you'll probably just die. Uh, mm-hmm. On Skull, it's like you have a wide open range to kind of get into that room and get out quickly, but you can see it from many different angles. So I don't know. I really, really like that map, and I think it's a great competitive map. I enjoyed yeah. every match I've seen on it uh, at the higher level. So I agree with you. I agree. If if skull would come into the map pool, I I would like accept it yeah. because that map it's it's an old map also it's not a new map. Well, you know what it's, I'm saying, not the original map. Yeah, 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 of course, of course, yeah. And I would totally accept it because only because I, I played it a lot. I'm not good at it, but I, I know the I know how the how the map looks like. So yeah, skull is a nice map. I like it. Okay, is there any like any other experience that you kind of took away from your win? Like what? I guess what I really want to know is like, how does it feel to finally get that W in that QH land? Because I, I know it's been a long fucking. You had all this off time. You didn't mm-hmm. want to play. You said the only reason you would come back is for this, and then you actually pulled it off. So, like, what do, what do you take away from that? How does that make you feel as a human? Uh, I mean, what did you prove? Uh, yeah, I mean, Kirishland has always been like the, the pillar of everything. I mean, online tournaments and everything, I mean, it's always nice, but Kirishland has been with everyone for so long and winning Kirishland, I mean, it's, of course, it's a gold star in the in the corner, so I'm going to be always proud of that. Yeah, I'm, and winning it under these circumstances, pretty cool. I'm going to pat my back. Maybe I'll pat this one also. I'm pretty proud of myself, so yeah. I'm you gonna, also... Came in second in 2v2s? Yeah, me and BPS uh, played versus Milton and uh, you know, the Finnish dream team. And uh, yeah, second place, yeah, always good. I mean, you have to always have to look at the player who was there also. So, I mean, it is what it is. But second place, 2-2. Two and, two, uh, and it was nice to have a warm-up, like, because the 2-2 two, two, two tournament was on the first day of the LAN. It's nice to have some warm-up games before the 1-1. One, one, that was my real reason. We're going there, so it's yeah, it was perfect. And Milton elected not to play in the duels. Do you yeah. think that was that a factor in your win? Do you like, do you feel of like course, yeah. of course? I mean, I would love to that if Milton would have signed up, it would be awesome, but uh, he, he doesn't uh, like one one for some reason. He says it's uh, what I've heard, it's a lot of, too much pressure on him, but in my mind, I love that pressure, that is why I play it. So I, I don't understand, but everyone is different. And uh, if, if he doesn't like to play one on one. Okay, I don't like to play four and four either. But some, yeah. if it's that's, if that's the tournament in Lano, then you sign up and play. I guess team modes in Quake World are weird. Like honestly, uh, compared to mean? well, compared to later games, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Just take Quake Three, Quake Live, for example, or any <laughs> any other arena shooter that has multiplayer like that. In Quake World, the strategy seems to be take the best guy, give him all the assets, and then everyone else just kind of like help him control the items. Yeah. Um, in other games, like people get used to being like we're all we all have weapons, we're all contributing, and in Quake World, it's the, the maps aren't really designed for that. It seems you know you'll you'll play on you know some maps that would otherwise be dual maps and so a lot of play a lot of new players what i see uh getting into 4v4 3v3 that kind of stuff get frustrated by the fact that like okay i've spawned and then all i have is my shotgun and this is all i'm gonna have until i die again because someone else already got rockets and then that cycle continues and they get <laughs> train wrecked um, yeah it's a bit hardcore in that regard i mean that is how it has always been yeah. and the, that's what people are used to and and I, I can always. I, that is why I all uh, don't like for for because that is what why I always end up with no weapons. But that is also if you play it more. I mean, you have your own roles and so on. And you uh, eventually, if you're in the winning team, you're gonna gonna have a weapon and do some fragging also. But it's it's so much of a team play that you need to uh, accept your role with a, with with the shotgun. You need to do as much damage as possible with that, and being able to synchronize your attacks to uh, control a red or whatever. Um, I, I tennis spawning mega or not mega maybe but quadrant and pent and whatever. Oh. That's how it's always, always been. So yeah. that's what I really it's like about hardcore. Quick World is it's kind of like you guys are used to it because it's what you started with. But for new players to come into it, it's kind of like this is what it is. You got to take it or leave it, and <laughs> that's it. And it's a hard sell sometimes because people don't. Um, I don't know. Either they don't want to, they don't have the time, or they don't have the uh, like fortitude to just accept that I'm gonna get my ass turned into a sleeping bag every time I play this game for a long time. Yeah, but hopefully you play versus opponents that are similar skill. Right. If you play versus a much better uh, clan or whatever, you're going to get stomped. And that's, that's if you play one-on-one versus a much better player, you're going to get stomped also. That is why it's important to play versus somewhat, maybe a little bit better skill than you, but the games are somewhat even. Because if they're not even in Quake World, you're going to get yeah stomped real hard. And that is not a fun game. Maybe in other games, even if you get stomped, you can get some weapons and you can jump around and do some damage at least, maybe. Uh, but in, in Quake, well, it's like the scene is small, so it's very hard for, for someone to jump in in a 4 and 4 2 2 and expect to, to do some damage. It's rough. Have you played any other games recently at all? Or is you just kind of like <laughs> jump in and then get out completely with Quake World? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I have not played anything at all. Uh, I played some in August, as I said. But other than that, I'm, I only pay my bills on the computer. Uh, but I mean, even after Kyushu, I've been playing some more Quake recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any cars to screw at the moment, so <laughs> I've been playing some Quake, and I mean, the shape is really good at the moment, so it's fun to play also. Uh, so I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, and I work night shifts nowadays, so I have time to play during the days. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna play as, and I think there's uh, like a one-on-one tournament going on also. And hopefully many other players signs up for that, so I can re- really test my my skill at the moment. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm you're back. Keep on playing. You're back. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm so, back. I'm back. Um, before how long? I don't know. As, as long as it feels good. I and literally then, almost cried when you told me you won, and the, the fact <laughs> that you messaged me directly and was like, "Did you know?" Like that really. I, I, I was like, "This is exact." Because I, I predicted this. I said in the first interview, "Is like if." 
this interview in any way inspires you to come back and play quick rolly in, I'll win. Like I, I've filled my <laughs> destiny. So yeah, you did. Thank you for that. I mean, if yeah. it weren't for you, I would not. I don't think I would have signed up for the Quick Lab. I don't no, think so. No. You you won, but like it, it did make me feel good that you thought of me, man. So I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, of course. I really want to see you try out uh, Warfork. I think you would like Warfork. It. Yeah. What is that? Are you familiar with a uh, Warsaw, the old older game? Warsaw. Okay. Um, oh yeah, that is the FPS game. Like yeah. a newer War, Warsaw. Yeah. 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 It, okay, it's me. literally it's just Warsaw, but it's just been moved to Steam, and they changed the name because they acquired it elsewhere. Okay. But hmm. uh, so for the longest time, I always liked that game, and then I, I kind of always just assumed like it's dead now, and no one's ever going to play it again. Now that they've released it on Steam and they've revamped it, they're making it look better, optimizing mm-hmm. it a little bit more. It's I mean, it's it's kind of the hot new thing in, in arena shooters. But what mm-hmm. I find interesting about Warsaw in particular is that you, or Warfork in this case, is that um, the movement is very uh, open to anyone joining. It's not like Quake Champions where you have to like kind of pick different characters or any bullshit like that. It's like, if you jump into this game and you're familiar with bunny hopping, you can just bunny hop. If you come in and you're familiar with just strafe jumping, you can just strafe jump. And then there's also the added mechanics of like wall jumping and everything the railgun okay. is present but it feels a little bit more like a, like a quake 2 railgun than mm-hmm. than it does like a quake 3 railgun and okay. so as i'm playing this i'm thinking like man this game could really bring in a lot of different types of players because a quake world player could easily hop in and just start bunny hopping around the map and feel uh pretty much at home is it free the game or yeah it's free it it's free okay. on steam so maybe i'll try it tomorrow then i think it'd be really neat <laughs> um yeah just to kind of see if you like it because yeah, it's kind of like the keep has been super hyped on it lately. We got a bunch of servers up and we're just like, we had a little bit of an, uh, a, like a King of the Hill event recently. It's cool. Mm. And I like seeing, uh, uh, first of all, I like seeing Warsaw finally kind of get the respect that it's deserved and unfortunately lost for a long time. And it, it's partially the community, <laughs> partially the devs, partially a lot of different things Yeah, yeah. to have it back and have it interesting again. Really, it's really cool. And the number of people that, I don't know why it wasn't obvious to just put the fucking game on Steam in the first place. Like, <laughs> well, I, I will download it tomorrow. I yeah, will play it. Try it out. So I mean, if it would have been there earlier, maybe I would play it. Maybe I would be a new Warsaw Pro now. <laughs> no, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Anything could happen. Yeah. I, I'll duel you. I mean, it, it might be like the one time, the very first time you play, I might get like a frag on you, and then I'll. No pressure on me now. No, there's a lot of new stuff on the horizon, man. Like Diabotical coming out pretty soon. I think that's going to be fun, especially as frustrated as people are with Quake Champions and everything. But we always got good old Quake World, man, and that's that's good. Yeah, that is good. I mean, I always can fall back on the, this old game, but it's like I'm not getting any younger. And I mean, I know what it takes to to be- become a pro in any game. So it's so easy for me to just go to QHLAN and win something. I mean, I'm jumping into a new game. It's not that easy to perform. And it's like, you all, you, you want to perform. You want to do good. And that, that, then you need to put that in the man hours. And that, that hours is, yeah, it's hard. No, nah, man. Hard. You could just have a fun time. You could just relax. Yeah. You don't have to worry hard, about it. But, you already won. Yeah, you, you're it, the champion. You're yeah. the world champion. <laughs> oh, so now I can just relax and just, yeah, just sit there with a beer and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe I need to change, just change my mindset. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should drop my winner mentality and just, yeah. I don't know. We'll so, see. I've been uh, 
trying to organize events and think of better ways to do it, especially from a streaming point of view. Like I want to make it more um, palatable and interesting for an audience. Whereas, so when you have a, a proper bracketed tournament, it can last a really fucking long time and you see a bunch of matches you really don't want to see. And mm-hmm. it's always like trying to like tell people, all right, you're, you're playing in this server, you're playing, like, it, everything's going on at once. And I'm thinking, I definitely never want to get rid of tournaments. But for events like that are, you know, like a big showcase of, say we wanted to do another Quake World Manifest Destiny thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty cool idea to kind of do it like a, like a boxing fight. You know how you say, it, it's not a, you're not going to sit here and watch an entire boxing tournament. We're going to show you, you know, the people in this weight class and then, you know, two people who are really evenly matched in this and, and so on up the ladder. I think yeah. it'd be really fun to have a, a an event in Quake World, where we kind of we kind of do something like that, so we we take like, like an invitational game. Or yeah, yeah, like exactly, yeah. exactly. Or not yeah. even a tournament. Just let's like yeah. let's in my mind, let's take two really good American two v two teams and throw them in there. Bam! Yeah. All right, they duke it out, best of three, best of five, something like that. And then mm-hmm. say we have like Manifest Destiny one rematch between uh you know the two top players from that, which would be uh you know those whoever. Yeah, I agree with you. And then, and then for the main event, I could be like, all right, we got the QH Land 2019 um, rematch between B- uh, BPS and Loctar, and they're going to duke it. And it would be easy because there's no reason for you guys to have to be on our server. I could just be like, exactly. we'll pop over. If you guys have scheduled your time, we do it, and it'd be done. And I think stuff like that would be more interesting for people to uh, watch and get excited about. I agree. 20 minutes of waiting on people to warm up and get in the map is like, oh, shit, dude, come on. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, that, that sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. So make it happen. <laughs> I mean, I like it because you can uh, cherry pick the teams or players that you, maybe you can do a voting thing. Which yeah. player one-on-one do you want to see? Like, uh, and you can talk to the players, when can you do this? And is it possible to blah, blah, blah. And you make it happen. And, and like four and four, two and two, one-on-one. And then maybe the event can go on for like two hours. I don't know. That would be awesome, and and the audience would all, only get the best action and uh, like the best uh, uh, intrigues and everything in every matchup. That would be nice. I'm gonna have to like throw this all together and put it on paper before I release this interview, so that no one steals my idea. But I think I think yeah, because um, yeah. I, I love I, it. I mean, that is exactly perfect. I mean, I would love that if someone told me, okay, I want to do like this show match between you and, uh, and because we, this is the setup and this is how we think about things and this is when we're going to do this uh, big stream and uh, yeah so just be ready in this time and with, with the dates you can play and so on that would yeah. be awesome for me personally like if I want to see a match and and you guys said and I don't think you would but if you did you're like I'll do it for a hundred bucks I could probably just throw you a hundred bucks <laughs> <You're> like, let's, <laughs> let's make this shit happen but yeah we will never be Quake will play are not greedy we, only, no. we love the game so much if you were greedy you wouldn't play Quake you'd play uh, Fortnite or... yeah <laughs> I'm way too old for that that yeah. cartoon game you know <laughs> whatever man if people like it I don't care. <laughs> yeah. whatever you Fair like enough. what else has yeah. been going on dude how are you doing in life like just b- background you said you've been having a really good couple of months uh, you're you're not working too hard uh, no, it's a it's a lot of things happening in my life at the moment. Like, uh, yeah, four months ago, I like met the, the woman of my dreams, more or less. So, and she lives in Finland. So it's a bit um, complicated in that regard. But we are working things out, 
and uh, I'm going there for some weekends and week. She's coming here, and we're planning the future and everything. So uh, that is a big thing because I'm almost planning on yeah, I am planning on moving there in like the next year to her place because she has starting things in Finland that she needs to take care of, and this long distance relationship is a, it's a bit hard to to do in the long run because yeah, it sucks when you're away from, from each other for a couple of weeks now and then. Uh, that happens, and yeah, I mean, I mean, work is going good here, so it's that. I mean, those things collide a little bit, but everything is workable. I mean, you you work with what you got, and what more important in life do you have than love? That is how it is. It's really interesting, man. Like the the last time we talked, I remember you saying like, "I haven't met the right woman," and it's like you're like kind of acting like a like a ladies' man. Like I got my fair, <laughs> like. And now you're like, what's more, what's more important than love? I'm moving to Finland. <laughs> <laughs> that is so much fun. Right? Do you remember that? That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't remember you saying that, but that was probably what I felt at that moment. But now I'm like, yeah, I'm really into this, and it feels feels so good. So I'm like, I'm doing this 100, and it's it feels really nice. But of course, I mean, it's a lot of things that needs to be taken care of and thought and everything but yeah that is life life sure. happens you know now i don't have a place yeah. to crash when i come to sweden dude i gotta go to fucking you, you always have a place to crash you know just call me i always sort you in somewhere okay <laughs> do you have any other plans as far as i know you're kind of taking it casually do you have uh plans to go back like two more years you'll be at qh land um do you do you want to continue to like compete at the high level or are you just back casually what, what's the deal <sighs> Uh, Hard to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I got home from Kyrgyzstan, uh, I did not play. I played the first games like two days ago, and I felt the shape was good. I was like owning everyone with the shaft is still on point. It feels nice to play. So I was like, I mean, if I if it, if the shape is this good, why should I not play? And it's nice to be playing again when I have the time because. I work night nowadays, so in the evenings, I, in the daytime, I don't have much to do. So it works now. But I know when, when the regular times come back, it's another thing. If there's a tournament going on, of course, I will motivate myself to play. Uh, but it's hard to it's hard to say. But, uh, yeah, you never know. Uh, I will play as long as it feels okay for me. But, Who do you uh, typically practice with? No one in particular. I just join a server, and if someone's there, I play. And sometimes I play the, this uh, blood fest thing that you uh, you just kill monsters, and you, they, they spawn quad, and they spawn more monsters. It's pretty fun to waste some time with. But uh, I, I got a bit of uh, pain in the back if I sit too long. My this chair is not a real com- gaming chair, yeah. so uh, I get like I can play maybe an hour, then it, I get a bit of a sore back, so I need to do other things also. Uh, but yeah, I, I play when I when I feel like it, and I, I have no intention on. I don't think I have an, an intention of quitting completely. I mean, Kyrgyzstan was. If there's a Kyrgyzstan next next year, I would probably play go there also, depending on the situation. I never know. I mean, some, maybe I have kids next year. I, I don't know what happens. But you never know. You never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I can sit with the kid in the in the knee, play with the mouse only. Maybe people will have a chance then. <laughs> I've seen it happen, man. Like I've seen uh, tournaments where a player, like you know, an online tournament, and he's like, "Yo, uh, sorry, man, my kid's crying. Yeah. I'll, I'll be right back." Yeah. And I've seen <laughs> Flan- 
Flambeau is a Doom player. Like I think his his daughter, he set her on his desk, and she actually smacked the space bar and killed an imp in Doom. <laughs> <laughs> she's a baby, so she became like the youngest person to ever frag an imp in like life. Ah, yeah, that is impressive. Uh, yeah, like anything it. could happen, dude. But you got to raise your kid. If you do have a kid, you better raise them right. Have them have them like playing these types of games can, at least. Yeah, I gotta put the, this baby chair beside it. Maybe they can watch me and see how I do it. Sit them on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah like, play with them occasionally. Like do a little spin and go back to the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't give me any ideas now. I'm like planning this already. <laughs> if you're yeah. excited about it, man, do it. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to no. encourage you to like go crazy and ruin your life, but <laughs> you feel really passionately about it. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. It's about that ruin your life or not ruin my life. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I like to gamble, but not that much. We will see what happens. We will see. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's always going to be good. If you have a positive mentality, it's, mentality, it's going to be good. Are you seeing at least in your area, are there are there newer players joining up and getting excited? Do you feel like these big events uh, bring in a new crowd? And then of that percentage, if they do join, who stays? Or do, you, do you have a vision of the future for this? Yeah, I mean, I've been away for only one and a half years. And I mean, <clears throat> many of the old, some, some players you forget also, but many old players are still there. And some new players is on the service, and that is nice. And uh, I mean, as it seems now, I mean, people are talking about like five, ten years ago that the game is dead. It has been dead for many, many years. If you say dead in that it's not thousands and thousands of players, but uh, we have this, yeah, the family mentality almost. Like the the old players, they stay stick to the game, and uh, yeah, some some new people come in and play. Some sometimes the oldies, like the, the retirement players, come and play also, and they stay for a while. So people come and go. But when I look at the QTV, there's like 45, 50 people playing, and it's like more than that when when I played one and a half years ago. So people are playing, so that is fun. So I don't see the game dying completely because they are they are motivated souls out there putting time and energy and money into the game. And yeah, so I mean, I don't see it dying in the many many years. Are there any newer players that you kind of like got your eye on or that you noticed while you were competing? Like this guy really might be something or. There are some players. I mean, I saw this guy, uh, Dago. I played with, with him in August. And uh, he's been, I've been seeing him pretty often on the service. And he was quite all right for being a beginner, I guess. It's hard to say. You have to put in the energy, so much time to it. And I've not played that much. But yeah, he's the one that came to mind that he's been active and he seems a bit passionate about the game. And he likes one-on-one. As I do, so he allows me to play him and spank him, and he's totally fine with it. So it's yeah, he has the right mentality, and uh, that, that that will uh, be good for him that he is not quitting just because he's getting beaten up. There's got to be a new guard if the game's going to continue. I mean, you you and BPS are getting old as fuck, and mm-hmm. you're going to be having a, a baby soon, apparently. So. <laughs> Milton doesn't want to play duels anymore. Rick Hall didn't even uh, come this year. So somebody's got to take the torch and carry it if we're going to go forward. So I'm just, I'm hoping that we do see a little bit of a resurgence or just, just newer players uh, become, you know, that elite skill level. It it Mm -hmm. is a, it's just a hard game to, to kind of sell to new players when they have other alternatives. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that I played versus this uh, Irish guy, Lord Lane 
also oh, yeah, yeah. been yeah he's been playing also a lot and he's become better and better so it's fun to see that the, the guys who are good back then also but they're still developing and and playing good good games so it's it's nice to see we have Greco who's an old player also but yeah he's also playing some and delivering good results it's it is nice I mean there are many players out there who has the the skill to win tournaments if they only put the the time and the right focus into each map. So yeah, it's possible, but it, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's an old game. And it's still a great game, man. I I really like uh, for quite a long time after we we spoke and uh, and I got into it, I started hanging out with like the US Quake community folks who've done excellent job of kind of like keeping consistent Quake World events going on and, and for North American players. And Messiah in particular, like I think he lives or dies with Quake World. Like he is so deeply involved in this idea of like we have to keep this game alive and make it viable for Americans to play. And I got I got really obsessed with it, man. Like it's such an infectious game because it unlike many other Quake games, it, you're it's simpler. You know, you have less mm-hmm. weapons to deal with. Uh the movement is a in Quake World, obviously, it's a bit more complex than like NetQuake or something like that. But essentially, it's actually easier to do for me than it is to play like strafe jumping style Quake Three movement. Mm-hmm. And every t- single time I play, I learn something different. You have a smaller map pool, so you have less to worry about in that regard. And what what I really enjoyed about like kind of getting into Quake World was the fact that it is a small but growing community uh, for us in North America. Immediately, I recognized, like, fuck teams. I'm never going to play teams. So I just focused on duel. And uh, there's some really good videos. If anybody out there is interested in them, uh, uh, Kovac has some really, really good videos where he kind of breaks down his old school uh, ideas of, like, these are the, this is the way you play. Uh, if you want to mm-hmm. play duels on Arawak, if you want to play duels on, you know, DM4, like, and ca- it kind of walks you through the process of, like, this is how you should think about this room. This is where you should stand and points out ways that another thing that's not readily apparent. Um, to new players is how you can fuck people up with splash damage in this game like so much more than you can with anything else so if uh, for instance you're on dm4 you're in the red room uh you're getting ready to go out the teleporter if you can hear someone pick up the ammo walking into that room you can actually shoot through the hole in the floor and you don't even have to get through it you just have to hit it you just hit the yeah. edge of that hole and you could fuck them up and knock them around and it, yeah. it's so much so subtle like little subtle things like that make quake world so uh interesting even to this day yeah because it's uh, you need to have so much fingertip feeling in every movement and the thing is the fingertip feeling goes up the higher skill you get the more you can read the game and it's, it's so fun situations can occur so it's it's really it's a really amazing game in that regard uh, but also so punishing when you're meeting someone who is a lot better than you you're gonna be get so beat up but when it's like it can be so interesting games when two low skill or medium skilled players playing each other. I mean, it's so, um, uh, it's, it's hard to explain. It's very interesting. Every, every situation, and just because of the simplicity of the game, as you said, it's, uh, yeah, that's why I like it also. The more you know of the game, the more interesting it is to both cast and, and play. That's why I like the, like, the uh, tension when you're playing the game. It's, it's amazing. I'm starting to learn in a lot of ways that the simpler the game is, the the smarter the players have to be. And it, 
I mean, that could go either way. I mean, like you have like chess master people playing like Dota and stuff like that, where it's a lot of things going on at one time and they can manage that. But the simpler a game is like Quake World or like Doom, uh, for instance, is you start to see people kind of invent new ways to be better than their opponents. It, it could be as simple as in Doom, you see people that somebody was the first person to figure out you could like strafe run. And then that gave them a huge edge over everyone else is just the fact that they can move so much faster. In Quake World, probably there had to be the first guy who realized, like, okay, I can rocket jump, you know, from mm-hmm. the ground all the or you know from the staircase all the way up to the top of DM six and run over and take red really quickly. And that kind of comes because it's a simple game. Because if there were a lot of different things going on and more to manage, then yeah, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't have to innovate as much. You just focus on that for a very long time. Yeah, and. Uh... That is that is ex- exactly the same thing that happens when you're playing versus uh, a, a very skilled opponent in Quake. You're trying to do how can I trick this guy? Take Dean for for an example, or you're trying to do these sounds or going to teleport it because you have so much respect and you have played each other so for so long. How can I? Because all you do, you listen to a sound. If that's that sound, you're gonna reveal what the op- uh, opponent is up to, and that's gonna make you. You're gonna do something because of that sound, and that's gonna be a big thing. I mean, so that, that's all you want to do if you're in the, like in a passive position in the D4. You want to try to like rocket jump up, or maybe just fake a rocket jump up so you can go down that the enemy doesn't know exactly where you are. So that that goes on with every map, D4 in, in particular, because it's such a yeah chef-based map. Then. But uh, yeah, and it's pretty cool in that regard. Everything is, especially when you reach that high level, all these small things that people were, that maybe don't understand the game are like, why did he shoot a pine there? Why did he go through, through the teleport there when the enemy is there? Because you want to lure him out. Because even though you may, maybe you know that he will stand there like wait 10 minutes if necessary, but if he can maybe hear a sound that, okay, now it's my chance to go out and you can lure him out and still stab him in the back somehow. So it's so much meta game going on back and forth all the time. It's it's an amazing thing when you're actually playing the game and trying to. And sometimes it works. Your crazy ideas or your things that's going on. So it's pretty cool. Those, you know, you've been playing for nearly a quarter of a century. I've been playing since March or April. But that was one of the things that like stuck out to me immediately. You mentioned tricking people with sounds about. Uh, specifically Quake World and Quake 2, is that the sound design in these games are incredible. In Quake 2, you can literally hear everything on the map unless you're underwater. Like, <laughs> if, if your opponent moves at all, it, in any way it makes it even the slightest noise, you can actually hear it. In Quake World, specifically, let's talk about DM6 again. There's a, if you're coming out of where Mega Health is and you want to dr- make that drop to the floor, you can just walk out and thud on the floor, or you can slowly kind of like ease your way up to it and then push the back button and slide down or, you know, or going up the same way you kind of like strafe up to it. And that, that playing with sounds like that is my absolute favorite part of playing uh, quake world is it's so easy to trick people, especially if they're new and not that I like picking on the new guy, but like, I I mean, I'm new too, but that is like such an edge, man. You can really fuck with people like that. Or if you're going up and down the staircases to kind of like tap the button or can it, go down three steps at a time so you're not making the bumping sounds and they have no idea where you're at. Mm-hmm. Or you can shoot a rocket and like make them think you're coming from a completely different direction. It's so interesting. That is the cool aspect of the game, also that the sound, as you say, is so important in all the, versus all the skill levels, like 
Dean six, for example, at uh, GL, you can do this jump on this like the things hold, holding up the the round thing there. And you can make a thought that you're like what, f- falling down almost. And some people are like, oh, so he fell down. Now it's my turn to to go out or do something else. So it's many things that uh, sounds is so important in all everything. So it's it's pretty cool. I like it. All right, man. I didn't prepare a whole lot to bother you with. I just wanted to chat, see how you're doing, congratulate you on yeah. your win and everything. So at any point in time, if you feel like you're done with this, please feel free to go. But answer your phone. Do that. <laughs> Let's hear the phone. No, 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 put him on speakerphone. Let's talk to him. Hey. Hey. Oh, is this your girlfriend? I'm, yeah, I'm still in the interview here. You want to say something? You're still, we're still here. Hi. <laughs> can you hear her? No, yeah. You can just call me after. Okay. <laughs> I will call you later. Okay. Okay. Tell, please, tell please. My boy. Hello. <laughs> my boy. Uh, he said, hey, no, I don't my boy. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. Uh, so your girlfriend is Finnish. You're Swedish. You don't, you guys speak to each other in English? Yeah. We speak in English because my Finnish is very, very bad. Uh, and it goes, I mean, my English is getting better and better, so that's nice. But, uh, yeah, and she knows about 50% Swedish, so uh, I can talk, I cannot talk shit with, uh, with her in, in Swedish language. So oh, it's, 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 that, that is good for her, bad for me, I guess. One of my best but, friends yeah. is uh, Mexican, and ah. his wife is Japanese, but she's her mother is Dominican, so she speaks fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was born in America, he's like ethnically Mexican, like his his ancestors came from Mexico, but he speaks Spanish too. So when they speak to each other, like he doesn't speak Japanese. She doesn't speak like English all that well. I mean, she, she does more and more every day, but they speak to each other in Spanish and I'm just hanging out. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? I always think they're making fun of me. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's hard in that regard because when she speaks Finnish with her friends and so on, I'm like, "Mm, what are they talking about? Looking at me and smiling like, "Mm." They're, they're talking about how stupid your dumb video game is. Like all he does. Yeah. Is- <laughs> I guess that is exactly what they're talking about. He's talking have about no clue. He's talking about bunny hopping and cornholing yeah. and fragging. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because when I met her girlfriends and friends, I'm like, yeah, I'm allegedly quick. Well, you know that they, they were what? No, I did not say that. <laughs> <sighs> no, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, she's really nice. So her English, she has lived in Australia for like seven years or something like that. So her English is perfect. And it's good. I mean, I'm practicing my English also. So I'm guessing uh, maybe one or two years I can speak almost fluently. You're so pretty, nice. you're, you speak better English than most Americans do, oh, to be fair. Oh, thank you so much. Especially <laughs> where I'm that. from. Like way down south, man, you get some real thick accents, dude. So like, I mean, you sound fantastic in English. Okay. You probably pass. <laughs> But you could pass for a native speaker if you really tried, like to kind of okay. ask your accent. Uh, maybe a couple of more months with this girl, so I will come back with you another interview, and I'll be like mm-hmm. no. English like a pro. No, dude, uh, yeah. I'll turn you loose. I've got everything I want from you, except for you know, like to come hang out and shit. But we'll do that eventually yeah. one day. I'm eventually. gonna come to QH land at some point. Yeah. Like, it will happen. So wonderful. Take yes, care. Listen. I love yeah. you. I love you, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.